0: welcome back to the hottest take sports podcast presented by sip sports this is your host john Ashcar, and today i'm back with my co-host jack vandemotter welcome back jack yes sir glad to be here. So today we have an Indian season preview episode for you guys. The Indians are kicking it off this Friday and we're super excited Jack.
1: That's super exciting but first let's hop into a quick message from our sponsor Manscaped.
0: Live sports are back. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens.
1: Yeah, so Manscaped was kind enough to send John and I a couple boxes, and we've been uh, using them quite a bit. The Lawnmower 3.0 uh, has been amazing. To say In, the least. Yeah, right. to say the least. The SkinSafe technology has actually been so easy and simple to use, it's super reliable, super quick, and they just are obviously the best tools for your grooming experience
0: so guys if you want to go purchase something from manscaped get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code htsp at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code htsp take your grooming game to the next level and when you guys use a code you also support us so we'd really appreciate that
1: yeah that's huge for us so on to the episode in? let's get it so the Indians opening day Friday, July 24th At 710 First pitch Versus Kansas City Royals Shane Bieber is on the mound And uh, do you want to talk about Your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, so I'm really excited To see Shane Bieber come back This will be his second Big uh, Full year in the bigs He had a tune-up start This past Sunday And he had 9Ks And only 4 innings He gave up one earned run And it was a huge blast Into Heritage Park Off of uh, From Fran Mule Reyes Which is good to see But I'm just really excited to see Shane Bieber. I think he'll be extraordinary again in this short season. I think the kid really has a chance to get in the running for Cy Young.
1: Yeah, so Shane Bieber, All-Star Game MVP last season, was a huge surprise. Honestly, was one of the better young pitchers in the game. And I'm super excited to see if he can't repeat that and really prove his worth as one of the premier pitchers in the MLB. Um, and, I, uh, and I honestly hope that this is going to be a win. I know that Indians' bats sometimes start out cold in years past, but uh, versus the Kansas City Royals, who I think were like the fourth worst team in the MLB last season, I really hope we can pick up a win with our arguably best pitcher on the mound.
0: Yeah, so just talking about getting off to a slow start, the Indians usually do get off to a really slow start every year. And they contribute a lot to the cold weather in Cleveland. And the end of March and April, it's like 30 degrees sometimes. So like, it's hard to bat and it hurts to bat when you're hitting a 97-mile-per-hour fastball on the inside of a wood bat. But the Indians don't have that option this year. You really have to get off a fast start if you want to stay in contention. So I'm really excited to see if the Indians can get off to a hot start, and I think they will because their hitting has looked really good in the summer training camp and in their 2 inner inter-squad games versus the Pirates, Jack. Yeah,
1: I completely agree. Um, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be incredibly important for the Indians to come out swinging because, again, in a shortened season, it's if you like if, if the Indians have a start like they've had the last couple years, where I think they've been like almost 500 or even below it, you're almost out. Yeah, you're almost out. So it's going to be huge. I, again, I don't mean to write off the Kansas City Royals, but it might be good that we're playing them first just to kind of get a little bit of practice against uh, one of our easier opponents that we'll, that we'll face.
0: Yeah, and uh, another easy opponent that we have been facing is the Pirates. And we've really been hitting off of them. I think they have seven runs already. We're recording during the game right now, but there's been a couple guys who have been hitting really, really well in this summer training camp and versus the Pirates. The first one, Jackie Yu Chang. Yeah, so Yu
1: Chang is a guy we've interviewed um, on the podcast, and he's been he's been a pleasant surprise to say the least with some power.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for you. If you haven't checked out our interview with him, it, with him it's on our blog. Go check it out on sibsports.com. Uh, Yu has four home runs versus the starting rotation versus the Indian starting rotation in summer camp. And he had a double this past Saturday night versus Pittsburgh, which got the uh, scoring started to give the Indians the go-ahead run to win the game. Uh, I'm just really excited. He didn't have a great first spring training camp, but Terry Francona could have really talked about him just not using his hips back in March, but coming back after training in Taiwan for three months. And now he's really, really using those hips. And you just see this extraordinary power coming out of him. Even Mike Clevenger was asking players while watching Yu Chang during bandit practice. He's like, is this normal? Like, does this guy really hit the ball this far?
1: Yeah, so I think Yu Chang, it's going to be very interesting to see how he pans out. I have a lot of hope for him because he can actually be a very valuable asset in the future if he continues his development and, is, and becomes another one of those Indians players that kind of comes out of nowhere and turns into a really solid piece. Another guy who's been breaking out in camp is Bradley Zimmer, who was a big name a few years back, but he's been dealing with some injuries. Um, but he's been batting really well, hitting .555, ten of eighteen, with four home runs, seven RBIs. Um, what, are your, what are your predictions for him this season?
0: So, I mean, it's just absolutely awesome to see Bradley Zimmer finally coming and just really swinging the bat because that's what the Indians thought they were going to get when they drafted him in the first round so many years ago. I just want to also say that Yu Chang and Bradley Zimmer are two guys that are both kind of like on the bubble for this team right now, but it's they're making it really, really hard for Terry Francona and the rest of the crew to not bring them on this opening day roster. But more on Zimmer... If he can get that bat going, he not only brings that bat, but he brings so much dependability in the outfield. I mean, he's great. A couple years ago, they were uh, calling him uh, Ferrari in the outfield, and I I think that's a perfect way to describe it because he's fast and he can make so many great catches. And he gets hurt while doing it, which hopefully he can avoid this year, but I think he would be a great player to have on this roster, and I just really, really hope he can keep this hitting up.
1: Yeah, and like you mentioned, argue, Wildfield might arguably be the Indians' worst positional group. We're getting better, but Zimmer if Zimmer could come back and really play well, that would be an enormous upgrade and an enormous, you know, bonus for the Indians in their chances of making the playoffs and making runs.
0: Yeah, and just you said it was the worst, at- I would say it's just the Arguably. most argue, I would um, say it's the most questionable. I think right, sure, that's a game. Sure. Just because there's so many young players that are kind of on the bubble for the outfield, and the only one guy that the Indians have really said is just gonna start at a singular position is Oscar Mercado.
1: That's the thing, like the Indians have a lot of pieces, a lot of young pieces, but it's like there's no like studs that you know are gonna be we need them to step up. Right. It's me. it's
0: a lot of guys who still have to prove themselves. Right. And talking about proving themselves there's a fight for the utility job with the Indians, and now take us back to Yu Chang, to Mike Freeman, and to Christian Royal Jack.
1: And Mike Freeman just hit a home run mm-hmm. not too long ago, um, so that helps his chances a little bit. But honestly, it's going to be interesting to see who wins that job. Maybe a couple of those guys make the roster. I'm not sure. I know the rosters are going to be short or smaller mm-hmm. this year um, due to COVID. So. It might not happen for a guy like Yu Chang, who's still trying to break through, and Mike Freeman, who's been with the club a lot for a year. A year, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we talked about Yu Chang already. He's really, really pushing his way onto this roster, but coming into camp, it looked like Mike Freeman and Christian Arroyo would be the two favorites to make the roster. But after Yu Chang's play, I really think it's going to be Yu Chang and Mike Freeman. Mike Freeman hit two home runs a couple days ago in summer camp, and he just hit one tonight. The guy was ultra-reliable for the Indians last year. He played wherever we wanted him to play, whenever we wanted to play. And he batted really well. He had some clutch homers. He had some clutch walks. He was great in the field. So I don't see a way that they really couldn't take Mike Freeman again. Uh, But I think it will eventually be him and Yu Chang. Krishna Royal was probably a favorite coming into camp, but... I just don't see how you couldn't take you at this point, Jack.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing is Mike Freeman is exactly what you want out of a utility guy. Like you mentioned, he plays all sorts of positions. He does what you ask him to, and he contributes with with his bat every once in a while. he's not bad. Right, but as far as development goes, I do feel like Yu Chang probably has a higher... They want to probably develop him Mm -hmm, now. So if if you were to take Mike Freeman and put Yu Chang down, it might slow that just a little bit. It wouldn't be the end of the world, but... um, so I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be you and Mike Freeman with Christian Arroyo looking
0: in from the outside. And then as the roster slims down, you can see them just taking Mike Freeman when yeah. it uh, goes down to 28 or to 26. Talking about our roster, the Indians will start the year with 30 players on the roster. And one of the biggest questions going into this year will be the bullpen. And probably the biggest question in the bullpen is Brad Hand, our closer, Jack.
1: So Brad Hand's a guy we traded from for from the Padres. Um, we gave up Francisco, Francisco Mejia, Mejia, the catcher, and he, he had a solid season in his first year with the Padres. Nothing to write home about, but Brad Hand really has to step up and prove his worth because we thought we were getting an elite closer, and he has been anything but that, giving up a home run tonight to Josh Bell.
0: Yeah, so when we got Brad Hand to trade deadlines ago, it was a really good deal. He did really good at the end of the year. And then last year, for the first half of the season, he was absolutely phenomenal. He was an all-star closer. But then after the all-star break, he had a 540 ERA. He even uh, let up a couple hits in a run in the all-star game. And his arm was just getting really, really tired. And they rested his arm in September, too. I think he only had, like, five innings pitched or something crazy like that. But with that bloated 5.40 ERA. So a big thing is... Will the Indians have that dependable Brad Hand left this year? Because, again, you have Emmanuel Classe out because he uh, took PEDs. And James Karinchak is really, really young to go and take that closing role. So a big question will be, can Brad Hand get back to the form and get back to the guy we traded for?
1: And and Yeah, 100%. And that's going to be huge for the Indians' playoff chances because we have such a great starting rotation. So, But last year we saw, in these last couple years actually, since Cody Allen and Andrew Miller left, we haven't really had a super reliable guy. I mean, like you said, Brad Hand had his moments, but um, we really need some guys to step up in the bullpen so we can really close these games out really strong, especially win some of those closer ones versus some opponents that are getting, like the Twins and the White Sox who are, on the rise.
0: Yeah, all all good playoff teams have a dominant bullpen. Right. You see teams like the Yankees stacking up there. So if the Indians wanna make it deep, these guys in the bullpen are gonna to have to step up. And talking about guys in the bullpen, there's James Carnak who's super young and can just totally dust people, just throws gas, can throw it by everyone, but he's also had some control issues. And if he can really just get the ball under control, Jack, he could be dominant. He was dominant in all throughout the minor leagues and I'm just really excited to see him come up this year.
1: Yeah, he has a ton of upside, and like you said, um, if he could just get his control underway, which I think I trust the Indians to do that because they're so good at developing those and kind of guys major league pitchers Right And so I'm, I'm Very hopeful for Karin Check, But again It's You know Is it too early to rely on him yet?
0: I, th- I think it would be too early To rely on James Karin Cech To take the everyday closer role And that's where we really need Brad Hand to step up And then there's other guys In the bullpen Like Nick, Wick- Nick Wickren Who had a phenomenal first year With the Indians last year I'm really really hoping He can do what he did last year again, because he was a huge part of the bullpen as a seventh and eighth inning guy. And then you have Oliver Perez, who is like 50 years old now, but is always good. And it will be a problem for him because Tito would always bring him in against lefties. But now you have to face three batters. So will Oliver Perez be able to face righties too? Because he hasn't been really great against righties at all. And then you move on to someone like Hunter Wood, who we got from the Rays last year. Will Hunter Wood be able to take another step in his game and just become a reliable bullpen guy that you could throw in this seventh or eighth inning? Because the Indians didn't really have him on a long leash last year. And then finally, you have Adam Simber, who we also got at that Brad Hand deal. Adam Simber has been reliable, but he's also been giving up a lot of big hits, a lot, especially home runs. So we'll see if Simber can be reliable. He has that sidearm approach, which is really, really cool. But you got to stop giving up long balls. You know you can't do that. Job. <laughs> right. It's, if if you got if it,
1: if you were a better player because you looked cool doing it, then he would be one of the better pitchers <laughs> in the league. But unfortunately, that's not the case. He's he's um, a good
0: pitcher. He just has to get that long ball under control, Jack.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a, a problem with a couple of those guys is that giving up the home runs, including some of our our starting rotation, like Mike Clevenger. Um, he's been giving up a couple, a lot of home runs actually in in the tune-up games and, and even tonight against the. Pittsburgh Pirates, Um, you know, so not only did those guys like Brad Hand and Adam Simber have to get the long ball under control, but how do you think Mike Clevenger is going to fare this season?
0: So, Mike Clevenger, last Wednesday when he pitched, he gave up two consecutive home runs, the first to Yu Chang, which was a three-on home run, and then one to Brad Zimmer right after, which was a total bomb. And then tonight, in his next start, he gives up two more home runs. So... The thing is, he's supposed to pitch next Saturday, the day after Bieber. He's supposed to be our number two guy, but who knows if Mike Clevenger's ready. Again, he's coming back from that meniscus tear, but sometimes stuff takes longer to heal than you think it will. And I, I it just doesn't seem like he's settled in, Jack. It doesn't look like he's completely ready.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I feel like Mike clevenger has been very solid, other than the home runs mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. which is you know, is a is good because if he could just He might be just missing his spots a little bit. If he can get that under control, Um, those home runs. If 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 he if he can get those home runs under control, he's an elite pitcher. So
0: you're right, Jack. He's close. The stuff is there. He has the stuff. And Tito was talking about that right now. His velocity is there. He was just missing some spots. He left the fastball high, and one of the pirates just took it way out and into the bleachers. So Mike Clevenger can really just settle down, get back into his routine, and get going again. We're going to see that elite pitcher that the Indians had. And that guy is a Cy Young caliber pitcher, Jack.
1: Yeah, and if we can pair him with Shane Bieber, as well as the rest of our rotation, you know, Carlos Carrasco, was amazing last year coming back from cancer. I mean, we're going to have a seriously dominant starting rotation.
0: Yeah, so the Indians talked about having five or six-man rotation. So obviously you have Bieber, you have Clevenger, you have Carrasco. Then you have Adam Plutko, who doesn't really have any more options. Then you have Zach Pleszak and Aaron Savale. So the Indians really have options if they want to go with five guys, if they want to go with six guys, if they want to possibly move like someone like Carlos Carrasco into the bullpen as the season goes on and the roster cuts down. So it's just really exciting to see all these options. And I, I know the Indians will step up with their pitching because you also have guys like Jeffrey Rodriguez. You have Scott Moss who got sent down to the minor league camp, but had a really good uh, summer camp. So It'll be exciting, Jack.
1: Yeah, and I think we, like you mentioned, we have the depth, which is really solid because every playoff caliber team has a really solid rotation. Um, moving on to our last kind of piece of, of advice is Fran Mill. Uh, Fran, Fran Mill Reyes, who we traded for or was part of the Trevor Bauer trade last season, um, he's really going to have to step up as, a, as our power hitter. And Terry Francona has really talked a lot about him being our DH.
0: Yeah, so the Indians really haven't had a guy for a while that can hit for this much power like Mill. It's super exciting to have a guy like that. I, like honestly, the last guy we had like this or kind of had like this was Mike Napoli. But Meal hits for a better average than someone like Napoli, and he's only twenty five years old. The guy's only played like a, a, a year and a half in the MLB, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. He's already hit thirty seven home runs last year, but the thing is. Frenmiel is not the most agile person. So it's going to be hard to put him in a corner spot. Tito said when they really need him to play in the outfield, he'll play in the outfield. But since he's DHing, the Indians are really, really going to need him to step up with the plate. They're really going to need him to knock in those runs in the six hole. So it's just, he has a really big part this year, and he's one player that really just needs to take a big step forward and show the Indians that they did make a good acquisition when they got him the Trevor Bauer deal.
1: Yeah, and I think he will because I think this is this is a really good move from Terry because it really allows Fran Mill to focus on the task at hand, which is hitting the ball well. He doesn't have to worry about anything else. I mean, yes, like you said, he'll play in the outfield every once in a while, but he really his focus this offseason has been becoming a dominant bat in the lineup and if he can hit 40 home runs, which is entirely within his range of outcomes... Mm-hmm. Well, I think I mean, that's not, 40 home runs right. is for a full season. Uh, for yeah. a full yeah. season, yeah. obviously, right. But, mm-hmm. but um,
0: if, you, if, if you could get like 25 home runs from him this year, I that mean, would be absolutely be phenomenal. That spectacular, right, right.
1: right. And it would really just add some power along with Lindor and give, give that lineup the extra little bit of juice that it needs.
0: So talking about our lineup a little bit... The Indians have something crazy going on our first four batters are all switch hitters So it's looking like Cesar Hernandez will start off at the one hole for the Indians And then Jose Ramirez will bat in the two hole for the Indians Then you'll have Frankie at three and Carlos Santana at four and these guys are all switch hitters Jack
1: It's gonna be a matchup nightmare for the opposing team's pitchers um, because we're always gonna have the advantage on that when it comes to that, and that's in not only are they switch hitters, but those are some of the most dominant guys in our lineup. So it's going to be really that's going to be our, our biggest strength in the in the batting rotation. Mm-hmm. It's those four guys, and it's mm-hmm. gonna like you said, it's the first infield. All switch hitting infield since like 1960-something.
0: Yeah, since the Dodgers. And yes, it does take versatility away from the rest of the lineup because when people bring in relievers and stuff, you want to be able to switch guys up. You guys, you want people to be able to switch over to the other side of the plate. But what Tito said is the Indians really have to attack the starting pitcher. And it's kind of like what we said you you got to get off to a good start, and we're just loading the front of our lineup. But the Indians finally have enough good hitters where you can put someone like Oscar Mercado or Bradley Zimmer in the 9-hole jack.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and to the point that we have to get off to a hot start, and like we mentioned with the questions surrounding our bullpen... If, if the Indians are in these close, really tight games where they don't attack that starting rotation, and then the bullpen for the opposing team comes in, and we can't get going, we can't get hits, it's going to be really tough for us to win games and make a run at these playoffs. So getting ahead early is going to be a huge key to the Indian success this season.
0: So talking about the playoffs, the trade deadline is like a month before the playoffs this year, Jack. And hypothetically, let's say the Indians don't do well. This is obviously something that no one really wants to hear about, but it's something realistic and something that we have to talk about. What do you think the Indians would do with Francisco Lindor? What, I mean, it's kind of a,
1: there's two sides to it. Because it's like, what will they do and what should they do? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him just for the nostalgic effect. You know, it's like, this is like, your last year of this really good player, enjoy him while he lasts. Or if they trade him, which would, I think, be the smart move, you know, cut your losses and, and try to get something in return for a, one of the best shortstops in the game. Um, and, and it's just, it, it'll all come down to Dolan, what he thinks is the right move. But, um, and again, like, it's, no one wants to talk about it, but I, I think trading him is, is what you, ha- you have to do if the Indians are out of playoff contention.
0: Yeah, so... The Indians made a mistake by not trading him last offseason back in December when they had the chance. I think they had a lot of talks with the Dodgers and possibly acquiring someone like Gavin Lux or Dustin May, and they just couldn't get a deal done. But I think even if the Indians don't do well, Jack, I think they're going to keep him through the postseason. I don't really think the compensation for Lindor will be that different between the trade deadline this year and between... Uh, December in the winter meetings again. I don't think it's going to be that different. So I think the Indians will end up keeping him through the end of the season, and then I think they'll trade him in this winter.
1: Yeah, that's probably – that's another very likely scenario. I just feel like if a team is really desperate that's you know making a playoff run and really wants like that extra they, – they, if they want to go all in on a winning a championship – you know you might be able to squeeze a few extra assets out of it out of yeah and,
0: i mean that's never something like you could predict right now right, too exactly. it's just more of an in the moment sort of thing and if, the, if that does happen and a team really could use lador some team has their shortstop get hurt then the indians gotta hop on that jack because after all of these financial losses this year there's realistically no chance that we could keep francisco
1: yeah no especially if, if dolan's doesn't sell the team, which doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I mean Francisco's gone, but that seems kind of like it's already decided. Yeah, it anyway. seems like
0: it's already gonna happen. So, kind of like Dolan said, kind of giving it in. Just gonna have to enjoy it while it lasts, Jack. Yeah,
1: I, I hate to say it, but it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So. Last things, roster thoughts. Um, like we mentioned, the roster starts at 30 players. After two weeks it goes down to 28, and then after another two weeks it goes down to 26. There's currently 34 on the roster now. I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit. If you had to predict the starting lineup for the Indians at come when the roster is at 26, what would you think it looks like?
0: So, first off, I'll have Cesar Hernandez batting first at second base. Second, at Batting second, I'll have Jose Ramirez at third. Batting third, I'll have Francisco Lindor at shortstop. Batting fourth, I'll have Carlos Santana at first base. And then you go to the fifth spot, Jack, where they've been batting Fran Reyes, which I don't know is the best thing because you already have Carlos Santana cleaning up right there. So maybe you could put like someone like Tyler Naquin at five and then Frenmiel Fred at uh, six jack. And then you can go put your other outfielder at seven. So if that's Jordan Luplo, if that's Delano Shields, and then you put Roberto Perez at eight as another catcher to clean that guy up. And then the Indians have the luxury this year of having a lot of good hitters so you can put someone like Osmer Mercado or Brad Zimmer in a nine-hole check.
1: Which I think would be really solid because you put a solid hitter at the end, which potentially gets the guy on base for our start, the beginning of the rotation to get some RBIs, which is something that Francisco Lindor, he wasn't bad at last year, but he could uh, improve on a little bit. So I agree yeah, with that. And, and, and like you, you have said, someone
0: like Mercado at the bottom and then Cesar Hernandez comes up, right? Then Jose comes up Then Frankie comes up So you're just going to have A good guy at the bottom That can just get hidden By those guys at the top
1: I agree And and obviously it's going to change Like it might change Game to game Like what the lineup is But you know Friend Mill might switch Back and forth between five You never know But, but yeah I mean I think that's a solid We have a lot of solid pieces That hopefully if They step up And things break right We can actually have A very solid team this year
0: That is all true Jack It's going to be super exciting And We'll definitely do an episode where we kind of just check back in on what we said, and we'll just see how the season goes. Yeah, once
1: things get a little bit more underway, and we kind of have a picture of what the better teams in the league are looking like, and who are the worst teams in the league are like, uh, we'll make another episode following up on this, and we can kind of compare and contrast what we got right and what we got wrong. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: I am looking forward to it, too. And I think that's actually all that we have for today, Jack.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, John. This was fun. Talking about the Indians something we haven't done in a while.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on, Jack. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us. Make sure you go use our code at Manscaped. It's H-T-S-P. We would really appreciate your your support, and we hope to see you back for next episode. Peace. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lions Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Make sure you all go give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the hottest underscore take pod make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show also make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback thanks again y'all see you next time